Shut up and sit down. Welcome to Valley Talk. You're listening to me, Heather Stark, and I'm here having a conversation with, well, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. All right. My name is Melinda Lark, and I am the publisher of Cherry Valley Macaroni Kid. So I love the name of that. So what is Cherry Valley Macaroni Kids? Cherry Valley Macaroni Kid is a digital media platform with a uh, e-newsletter, website, and social media pages that let families in the Cherry Valley area, which is actually, so Cherry Valley Macaroni Kid covers from Monroe and Sultan all the way down to Redmond Ridge, Cottage Lake, Clearview area, Duval, Carnation. Um, and so what's, what's the point of it? So we uh, let families know about activities and events happening in that, that area. So we don't tend to go out of our area too much. We hyper-localize it. So that you're not getting events from Seattle or Bellevue or... Yeah, because who wants to drive into Seattle? Right, exactly. (laughs) So, um, and we also have articles on parenting and uh, mom's night out, date nights. Um, I work with local businesses to help them find customers Mm -hmm. and get them put together. So do you do this all on your own? Yes. Give me an example of something. What what would you... Do you do this ongoing or do you have set issue times? Uh, so we send out a newsletter every week to mm-hmm. people's email. We have, at the present time, 3,400 subscribers. Oh, that's pretty good. In the area. Yeah. yeah. How long have you been doing it? Uh, so Cherry Valley Macaroni Kid itself has been around for five years. Um, a woman in Carnation was actually started it, and she did it for three years. Mm-hmm. And I've done it now for two years. Great. And you do it alone? Are you I doing do it all alone. You content your, yourself? Yeah. So Macaroni Kid itself is was started in Long Island, New York by a woman who saw the need in 10 years ago. And so what she's done is taken it and then um, pushed it around around the country to other moms to mm-hmm. take on their sal- themselves. But it's all under the Macaroni Kid name. Uh-huh. It's kind of like an independent contractor. So is this like a, a franchise? Kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's 500 editions now across the United States and Canada. Wonderful. Um, and so they help. I mean, they give us mm-hmm. shared articles and they do stuff to help us but mostly it's all on our own and we go to the businesses ourselves and get sales and mm-hmm. enter in all the events and Wonderful. do all the research and stuff you know so. my kids we were talking about this before we started the show mm-hmm. my kids are older i have millennials who are out in the workforce now or mm-hmm. should be out in the workforce now <laughs> yeah <laughs> and we'll, we'll we have won't that. go there yeah, yeah yeah we won't go there and um so you know but when my kids were little about the only real resource that you had for entertainment and everything was uh, Seattle's Child. And, of course, right. so many of those events were, they did have, you know, some on the east side, a lot on the east side, but mostly it was downtown. Well, as the years have progressed, who the heck wants to drive downtown Exactly, Seattle? yeah. You know, I mean, you may as well plan a vacation to, you know, Ecuador because it's going to take you just about as long. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Um, so, and, and the fact is that there, you know, we keep, this is something that, that, always amazes me we talk all about you know buying local and local produce yes. and local th- shop local yes shop, shop local but yeah. when we talk about events we don't really talk about local we talk about seattle right and so it's nice to know that you know just like we can shop local we can also entertain local and i think there's a lot more going on than people realize mm-hmm. that's the thing is there's a lot of stuff to do around here 
that people and that's I focus on free and low cost things. You're not spending all this money to take your kids places. Wonderful. Um. So and there's a lot of stuff to do. You just have to. I find it all and you just put it on the website. So the website's always up and going. Um, and then we have social media pages that we'll post stuff on as mm-hmm. well. Um, so give me an example of what's coming up, um, say, the second half of January for um, people. Well, January is pretty slow because people are, uh, people are paying their Christmas bills. Getting yeah. back from <laughs> Christmas and recovering, yeah. I guess. But, okay. well, you know, up. there's always library programs going on. Yes. Libraries are a great resource around here. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to them when my kids were little and did the baby story time, the preschool story oh, okay, time, yeah. the toddler story time. But then they also have... Um, teenage stuff for teenagers, um, game times or mm-hmm. anime stuff. Um, and they're always free. So that's always a great resource. Um, and you, when you say kids, you mean even the teens? Yes. So okay. we do things from babies up to teenagers. We'll great. include it all. Because cool. um, as busy as teenagers tend to be, there are times where they are, have downtime and need Well, you know, I have a new puppy. And there's a the saying puppy. that a tired puppy is a good puppy. Yes. Same, same thing can kids. be said for teenagers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for all kids. All kids. All yes. kids. Yes. <laughs> so, and, and honestly, you could probably go on the website and find something to do every day if you wanted. Mm-hmm. Inside the house and out. Because we post raining day activities and, you know, things to do with your kids at home as Are well. You know, so what other, can you um, think of anything that's coming up? Are there like local plays that people can um, go to? Are there? Um, so there's an. I don't know if they have anything coming up soon, but I know there's a place in Monroe. They do improv nights and it's family friendly. So you can go in and see that show and have a little bit of fun. Um, There's always uh, museums that are open. There's one in Monroe called the Western Heritage Museum. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people know about it. It's at the fairgrounds. Completely free. Yep. And they can go play on tractors and learn about the way things were in the valley. Oh, how cool is back that? Back in the day. Well, um, Woodenville has a museum too. I don't know if it's a, a free one or not, but yeah. you know, to give a, a, a history. I don't know whether I, Duval does too, doesn't they? Uh, not that I know of. I know they have the uh, Welcome Center and the Visitor Center, which I think has some stuff some in there. Some historical stuff. Like maybe yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. And then Duval has Northwest Art Center, mm-hmm. which has open paint times now. They do do open pottery painting and um, they have a splatter room, which is kind of mm-hmm. neat. My kids you know had a lot of fun, fun with that. I, you know, I always think of the things that, that, you know, I wish my kids had had more exposure to. Mm-hmm. Sewing. 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 You know, I mean, we do a lot of crafty stuff with our kids, but right. sewing, we don't really do. Yeah, I don't know how to sew. And my kid, I'm, I'm a sewer, and my kids used to spend hours. I, I started out with yarn with those big, giant plastic needles and mm-hmm. great big buttons, and they could just poke those, that, you know, the right, things yeah. and all that stuff. So they, and they would sit there and do that in the sewing room while I was doing actual sewing. And Really? Yeah. Oh. I just cleaned out a box the other day, and there's this big, <laughs> this, this, this rabbit that my daughter sewed and stuffed and of Aww. course the seams are not on the inside they're right, on the yeah. outside yeah and you know, but that's cute. about how I sew is yeah. almost a four-year-old but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah though there's Ben Franklin does a lot of classes but yeah. they don't tend to have a lot of kids classes I no. noticed so Mm-mm. you know maybe they'll come back with those yeah they're um, kind of changing their emphasis to a lot uh, of toys now Yes. Used to be a lot of crafts and, you know, things. Yeah. And they still have sewing and They have, and still have their craft like, Saturdays where they do a craft. Yeah. But their toy department has just... It, it exploded. Exploded. Yeah. yeah. And and I haven't paid a lot of attention to them, um, whether they're high quality or not. You know, I don't know. They're like Melissa and Doug toys, which are pretty high quality. I don't know about, you know, they have 
puzzles. See, I, mean, I harken back to the Ravensburger and Brielle. They and have that, the Ravensburger yeah, puzzles. Yeah, those are good quality stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. And that's another shop local, mm-hmm. shop small type thing. What about thing. Carnation area? Anything going on there for kids? Carnation. Um, the biggest is the library. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Carnation is really good for spring, summer. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the berry picking farms there. You have Remindler. You have... Oh, yeah. You know, and that's, there's a lot of stuff to do that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, once the winter comes along, it's a lot of outdoor stuff. Yeah. I think they're doing the, um, the March of the Vegetables are coming oh, yeah. in March. In and people, I think yeah. they're doing classes at the Mercantile and Carnation, yeah, yeah. Carnation, really? like lantern making Very and cool. stuff to get ready for the parade. Yeah. But I don't know a whole lot about that. I haven't kind of understood well, what that's all about. Well, how does somebody plug into your, your website? What is the website? Um, cherryvalley.macaronikid.com. Cherryvalley.macaronikid.com. Yes. Kid, one kid? Yes, okay. just one kid. Macaroni <laughs> kid. Yeah. Um, or you can find us on Facebook, Cherry Valley Macaroni Kid. Okay. Um, yeah. And if somebody wants to contact with you with things that they're doing that they would I always welcome people to you can submit events on the website if you are a business that has something going on kid friendly low cost free you can submit events on the website um, itself or you can email me it's melinda lark at macaronikid.com okay and I can do it for you great so what is the what do you think would be the most interesting thing that you ever encountered that you were in the last two years that you were able to post that was going on for kids Oh my! Oh, this oh her, my! Her eyes, her eyes just got. My eyes got huge. Um, <laughs> the best thing I think are you know, it's always during the summer. There's always so much going on during the summer. There's the fair in Monroe. There's Remindler Farms. They have a lot of like toddler times and open times for everybody. And the toddler times are neat. Not a lot of people know about those. Um, it's half price and it's for toddlers and they just open up the toddler rides this? at Remindler. Oh, really? And the rides are all undercover. Oh, and so nice. you, it, they do it in like the spring and the fall. Yeah. You can go in there when it's raining and spend a few hours mm-hmm. out with the kids. Get him out of the house. Yes. Is the yes. idea. Out and doing things. Out and, and about. Yeah. But I do have to say, so... I recently took over another edition in Northwest Seattle because I was born and raised in Ballard. And I've been looking at the library stuff going on there and it, it's, there's so much cooler stuff going on around here. Oh, really? In their libraries, yeah. Like what? Um, they have uh, Minecraft building stuff going on. They have they have a little science lab, they call it, for preschoolers that come. You know, they uh, Imagine Children's Museum in Everett will come down and do science stuff with them which library is this uh, Monroe and Sultan are doing that and then Carnation Duval have um well they have their toddler time story times but then Encompass down in Snoqualmie um is what I like about this is they're bringing up people to talk to parents mm-hmm. after these toddler times about parent issues and so I've always believed in the village and we all need a village and I think it's great for parents to have that outlet. So yeah, they so can just go about support when you're raising kids. Right. Yeah. You know, 
And so I think it's fun that Encompass comes up there and does that um, for them. But I just can't think of all the great things. I mean, during the summer, obviously, is when they have a lot of the programs. They had some stuff during winter break. They'll have some stuff during spring break. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing about the libraries. They try to coordinate with the school schedules, mm -hmm. too, you know, so that parents have some resources. Right. You know, Um, when I was raising my kids, I was one of the few moms that would spread out the plastic tablecloth and let them paint and do play-doh and you know just do the messy stuff you are brave i hate messy stuff in my house oh my gosh so are you one of those i had one friend who said that she didn't have any of that stuff in her house it was too messy and that's why she sent him to preschool well my kids are homeschooled so i have to kind of do that stuff sometimes yeah you can't get away so um but i prefer my daughter's really into making slime right now Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, and she doesn't clean up her messes very well. So we're working on that part. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I try to avoid. So they also go to school part time. And I always said, well, I'll have them do science there. So when we're not doing the science at my house. Yeah. The science experiments at my house. But see, I like the but, science. I liked the kitchen science stuff. When my son was in second grade, mm-hmm. they didn't have a science teacher. So I okay. just w- was the volunteer science teacher. So I'd go in once a week with a big science thing, and, and they did it for the whole elementary school. So once a week. That's awesome. We had, the, you know, and I remember one year, because I, 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 I used to be Earth Mom. I raised my own sheep and spun my own wool okay. and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And so one year, I showed them how to um, dye wool. Mm-hmm. Um, by using some of my real wool and you know we, we had that experiment and what happens when you do the different mordants you know if you dye it in cabbage and then you you know put it in uh, baking soda it turns purple instead of green you know that kind right, of thing yeah. um, and I did some uh, with oh I remember one that I thought was really fun I took all white substances so I had baking soda cornstarch salt sugar you know all these things but they were all white Okay. and then I had cotton balls and then I had different substances that they could, so they dipped their cotton ball in one of these substances, and then I had some some ways that they could test it to see what it was. So like the flower would 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 float on top of water. So okay. Oh, if okay. It, if yeah. it sunk, then it, it wasn't, wasn't flower. flower okay. Know? So you could eliminate flower. So they know? had a deductive reasoning yes, and that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah and that's I love good. that stuff. Yeah. I love doing that stuff with the kids. Well, my kids, we did exploding apples uh, oh, once, I never did that. which is really, well, it's just like a volcano. So you put baking soda and vinegar in together apple. in the apple. And they just had a blast. They still have a blast with it. And they're 11 and 8. Well, you cannot. I mean, look they how put many food TV coloring shows get in mileage it and... out of the, uh, the volcano. Right. The baking soda volcano, yeah. you know. So you could put it in a pumpkin. You could put it in an apple. You know, depending on the season. You could do anything with it. But they have a blast with that. Yeah. And I wrote an article about it. And it's in the newsletter. <laughs> you know, my kids still get excited over dry ice. You know, watching the, the watching it, you know, evaporate. Yeah. Low, low, you know, having the the smoke or whatever you call it, you know, the vapors f- roll down from mm-hmm. the sink down to the, you know, it's they're, all spooky. They're adults and they yeah. still just go, oh, dry eyes. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Don't touch it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to be careful with little ones. Yeah. Well, I I loved that stage in in my kids' lives, and no, I never had a terribly clean house, but it was fun. Yeah. It was fun opening all that stuff up to kids, and I think that. To me, I I saw it as one of my divine missions to create to create creative kids, imaginative yeah. kids. Yeah. And when all you're doing is teaching them they have to follow rules, which of course they have to on certain things. But right. if you don't have any other 
you know, kinds of, of modalities where they can learn other kinds of behavior and, and think outside the, the box and all that kind of stuff. I think you get very regimented and very unimaginative and very boring children. That's my prejudice. Well, you know, and the funny thing is, is it makes me think of a, the whole village idea because, like, I have friends who will do stuff like that, and I, they make they take my kids and do mm-hmm. those type of things, and that's why it's important to have that because every yes. mom is going to be different and do different things, and then they can learn different things from different people, yeah, and not just you know, I had their two own kids parents, and and my my kids went to preschool up the road to a wonderful lady named Bonnie mm-hmm. and she had two kids and we had a conversation once <laughs> about how we really all both wanted a third kid but we didn't think that we could do it mm-hmm. so we came up with this wonderful idea that we should just have a kid between us there you go <laughs> you know, and then there would be four adults per that child and mm-hmm. it would just I mean it would have been perfect but, yeah you know we didn't talk too much about the down downside of that but anyway well listen we're going to continue this conversation and we will be back Back after this break, you're listening to The Valley with Heather Stark. If you've been missing the progressive rock of the 70s, the eclectic music of the 80s, or interesting music from all of the last few decades, listen to Equinox on Valley 104.9, Friday nights from 9 to midnight with Ian and John. Sunday evenings here on Valley 104.9, enjoy radio masterpieces from 9 to 10, where I, Bruce Kaplan, will transport you back to the wonderful memories of yesterday. You'll experience the greatest, most suspenseful mysteries of the golden age of radio. Be sure and tune in to Radio Masterpieces on Valley 104.9, Sunday evenings from 9 to 10. Open your mind. Let us begin our quest to find the new sound. Tune into Toasted Jam, Jam. Thursdays, 7 to 9. I'm Jungle John Adams, and I'll be your host and tour guide to the Pacific Northwest jam band and funk music scene. And at the end of the show, today in jam history, every Thursday night, 7 to 9. Toasted Jams, only on Valley 104.9 FM. Welcome back to the Valley Talk on Valley 104.9 FM. I'm forgetting who I am. See, I get all excited talking about these kids' stuff, and and I'm here with Melinda Lark from Melinda Lark. Cherry Valley Macaroni Kid. Yeah. See, I'm yeah. having a hard time with my memory tonight, Melinda. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, it's because of the lack of electricity at my house. Yeah. Okay, I won't get into that rant. Okay. <laughs> my brain has frozen. The weather has changed, everybody. Oh it's my fine. goodness. Uh, anyway, I, I become irrational when I lose power. Anyway, at least it's easier to lose power now than when my kids were little. Mm-hmm. What recommendations do you have for parents this winter if we have another one of these windstorms and the power goes out? What can you do with kids when the power goes out? Especially when it's rainy. If it's snowy, you can kind of bundle them up and send them outside. Yeah, you but... mean like during the day? Yeah. Or, you know, because I always feel like power goes out a lot at night. I don't know why. And then everything's dark and then you're just like, well, now what? Yeah. And then you have flashlight fun and that yeah. sort of thing, but. 
um, during the day. There's a lot to do. Well, I mean, it, it depends on who has power in town. Um, like I said, you can go to the libraries. I talk up the libraries a lot, but it's a great resource that people just don't, I don't think, utilize enough. Well, it's a resource um, not only for the kids, but for moms. Yeah. And libraries yeah. are now are a lot more than they used to be when I was little. Like mm-hmm. they have board games and they have, you know, all this stuff going on. They, you can rent out iPads and you can do yeah. all these things that, you know, before My it was just. My daughter lives in, in Oregon. Uh-huh. And her local library, she lives in a smaller town, but her local library started the Library of Things. So you can go to the library and you can borrow things. Oh. And she said everybody, you know, whenever Just whatever needs people a thing. Donate? Yes. Okay. So uh, and she needed, she wanted to try her hand at canning last summer. Okay. So I get it. So she went to the library and they loaned her, a, a, you know, one of the, the hot bath tubs, oh. pans, you know, whatever. So mm-hmm. she could try her her hand without investing in all that equipment well, and i think the library of things yeah. sounds wonderful that's a great idea isn't it yeah 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 especially for me it sounds like something because i go a... through things like oh well let's try this oh i didn't like that okay yeah <laughs> i'll buy even, all stuff and, exactly. and like, meanwhile you've you know like with the candle making or whatever you've invested right. you know right uh, a bunch of money. I know a friend of mine her daughter wanted to get into making those bath bomb things which mm-hmm. last oh, about yeah. you know six months before you well, you know, you've maxed out the bath bomb interest, mm-hmm. but they invested in all of this stuff so she could make her create her little bath bombs, and it was fun. But then it's done, and you <laughs> you're like, "How do I do with this stuff?" Yeah. It's so funny because I just I just saw an article about how much stuff people have in America, and it makes you really think um, yeah. about just. Of course, they do it right after Christmas. It's like, why did you do it after Christmas? Do it before Christmas. Yes. And maybe people won't buy as much, but it's true. Yeah. We just have stuff everywhere. My son and was talking the other day, and he was he was mad at me when he was little because I wouldn't let them watch TV very much, and I wouldn't, and I never bought them all the toys that all their friends had, mm-hmm. and I never let them watch the movies that were scary, and you know, right. and so I was a terrible mother. And now that they're older, they're still kind of hanging on to some of that resentment. You know, they think it would have been much better if I had let them watch, you know, the, the shoot them up, bang them up. And, you know, okay. You know, they, yeah. that, that would have made them much healthier human beings, of course. But they're starting to get it. And mm-hmm. my son was talking about how he really wanted this toy. He wanted this toy so desperately. And it was something that was, uh, you know, a spinoff from one of the computer games and okay. you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And he said he never got it, and he resented the, the fact that all of his friends were getting that toy, and he didn't get it from his parents. But then my sister bought him that toy. And he said on Christmas morning he was so excited mm-hmm. to get this toy. And then he said about a week later, when he realized that he was totally bored with that toy, he started to feel guilty. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he still remembers that, huh? Yes, he does. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I think the article said it uh, Everyone, each person owns about 300,000 things. 300,000? 300,000 things. They must or have in a, a household, lot more maybe. storage space than I have. Maybe it's in a household. I don't know. Maybe a household has 300,000 things. Maybe that's what it was. But it was well, just ridiculous. Well, you're counting every fork, I suppose. Yeah, but it's still kind of ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you really go, oh, huh. Well, you know that's what I've, I've decided now that I'm an old fart is that over the years, you know, like I used to do the spinning and everything. Well, I still have my spinning wheels. I still have my carters. I still have my, you know, I have a carding machine, you know, mm-hmm. a hand crank. Oh, okay, machine. yeah. But I'm not going to get rid of that stuff because in my brain, I keep thinking someday 
I'll be back to raising the sheep, but I'll be back to spinning my own wool. Yeah, I think that's my husband. So I think that, you know, you tend to hang on to stuff that realistically, probably not for me, you know? My husband still has his old textbooks from college. Oh, no. I'm like, dude, I think they're all online now. Yeah. Even if they even use those anymore. Yep. Let's get rid of those. No, we can't get rid of them. Isn't that funny? Well, there's an attachment, though, to books, I think. Yeah. But textbooks? I don't know. Yeah, unless you made drawings in the margin or something. Yeah, I don't know. But I don't know. I always had to sell my books. I uh, I took Yes, I always th- sold my books too. Here there's this is an aside though, you know, where I'm empathizing with your husband because I took a history of costume class. Mm-hmm. And the textbooks were about 6 inches. There were two of them and they were about 6 inches thick. And they had everything from the first loincloth all the way up to the twi- through the 20th century. Well, that sounds fun. And it was so cool. Mm-hmm. And I had to sell them because they were very expensive. I wish I had those. Yeah. I wish I had those. They were just so much fun. You know, the... You could probably find it online somewhere. And cod pockets and, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. I, I enjoyed that. So I, I hang on to a lot more than I should, you know. I don't know. My daughter says everybody should move every five years because then you eliminate all your junk. But I have a feeling I would figure out a way to keep it. Yeah. So. Well, I was, yeah, we think about moving every now and again. And I think, God, there's more stuff in this house now than when we moved in. So I don't know how that would work. I remember moving into my house umpty- decades ago. Yeah. And going, oh, my God, how are we going to fill this up? <laughs> no problem yeah you know, who knew it only full. took a few decades yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now you're you know the seams are ripping here oh but i guess i read that millennials now aren't buying as much stuff so i guess that's good i'm not sure that's true you're not they buy a lot of electronic electronics stuff. yeah they think fine furniture is ikea they equate that with you know really fine craftsmanship yeah and i'm not bashing ikea it's it's very useful and utilitarian and that's a reasonable price and i even it's great for kids yeah Yeah. um but it's not fine furniture no you know by any stretch of imagination they don't like antiques you know antique Mm -hmm. glassware whatever i mean you practically give that stuff away now you can't even give it away but they want electronic stuff the newest and the best you know i mean Mm -hmm. they have my daughter is just like right smack dab into that and she's just so pleased and and kind of smug that their house has these special energy efficient windows and they have their little uh compost crock pot at their sink and you know and all this kind of stuff and they they get the ugly vegetables delivered every week and, oh yeah, you know, yeah yeah just very very trendy and there's nothing wrong with well, we have some stuff. great csas around here but yeah yeah but oh my god they buy everything electronic that comes out and i'm thinking you know you're you think you're not creating waste because it's an electronic device? Right. I mean, you're creating ter- terrible waste. I yeah. mean, you know, you don't have to have a new cell phone every two or three years. You just really don't. I don't like getting new cell phones. I don't know how other people do. Because uh, well, then I have to transfer everything and it's just a mess. Oh, absolutely. And it's like, where's that picture I took? Oh, it's the only other phone. Well, that's not going to help me. I know. Or it's up in the cloud somewhere. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah. Somebody told me, though, I don't use the cloud. Because, um, and I actually looked this up. I don't know if they changed it because it's been about five years since I've looked it up. Mm -hmm. But they have a thing in in their contract in the little tiny print that they can copyright your material. Oh. Now, again, maybe they've changed it since, but I 
I saw that. I read it. Did you read it? Okay. Yeah. Um, is, is and that, like I said, it was maybe five, six years ago. I'm so sure it's still there. I suppose, because who no reads one, that stuff? Yeah. You know, I always say that we can just eliminate all of that stuff, just all these people that have the, the things that you have to agree to before you can download or mm-hmm. play the game or whatever. They should just, you know, simplify it and say, in case of a conflict, we win, you lose, sign here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that sums it up and it saves reading time, you know, mm-hmm. but well, tell me about your kids. So are your kids all special and wider opportunity doubt because you have all these resources? Um, <laughs> they, so from the time my daughter was born, I just didn't like staying home. So mm-hmm. we went out a lot and did a lot of things. And, um, I think that by the time I took over macaroni kid, they were just used to it. They're used to, She's at the point, I don't know if I made her like this or if she was just going to be like this, but she staying home a day is just torture to her. Hmm. And so it's a little annoying because I actually kind of like staying home <laughs> and my son really likes staying home. Yeah. So, but she's just like chomping at the bits to get out and mm. go do something. And, mm. but they really enjoy, you know, the perks that I have from this job um, like going to Remindler and going to Evergreen Speedway and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Uh, the fair, you know, talking so. about the fair. I my my daughter and I are both into paper crafts. Okay, making, yeah, making thing with things out of paper, and we both have cricket machines and all that stuff. Oh, okay, and she entered some of her cards in the fair in Oregon, and she won a blue ribbon last year. And so she said, Mom, I want you to enter. You enter some in the Evergreen Fair, mm-hmm. and I'll enter some down here. And I went, oh, I don't think I need. And yes, yes, you know, so, okay, fine. So that was our deal. We were going to have this little competition, and she was going to enter some in Oregon, and I was going to enter this some This was this year? Here. Yeah, the last, last yeah. fall. And so... I I looked it up and I had to go to the fairgrounds and stand in line with my little cash yes. cart. And every so other I did person that. there was a little kid with his little Lego sculptures mm-hmm. or his matchbox collection or something. I felt like such a dork, but I did win a couple of ribbons. Well, there you go. Yeah, which I have proudly displayed on my dresser. So, yeah. I well, won. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we did that this year. We um, So my friend's been doing it for years with her kids and I can never get my stuff together fast enough to do it but this mm-hmm. year I said no I'm gonna do it this year and we entered in their art and they had a blast with it. oh wonderful because they could take people and there's my picture and this and that and well and then they pay you everything pays you mm-hmm. I mean I couldn't believe it I got a check for like I got like, like ten dollars or something no yeah. it wasn't even oh. that much I think it was oh, like five. 750 five or, something, or something you yeah. know and, yeah yeah and yeah I went oh oh my gosh That's they neat. paid me okay yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I we did it. Ribbon was it? Because I got one of those with the big rosette with a little thing in the middle. Oh wow! Oh yes. Oh no, yes. we didn't get that. Yes, my my son and his friend took me to the fair so I could see you know if I'd won any ribbons mm-hmm. and <laughs> and and mine there they had placed this huge big ribbon right in between mine and another one. Yeah, and and then there was a so blue, didn't know a blue, regular blue regular blue ribbon one of the flat ones you know next to mine on the other side of it, and I went. Oh, I won a blue ribbon. And my son said, yep, you did. And I said, and I 
did I win that one? Yeah, what's, wanted, what's that? I want to know. And my son goes, but you got a blue ribbon. And I said, I want to find out if I won that one. I want to win that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's prettier. <laughs> yes, it is. It's it bigger is. and prettier. Yes. And, yeah. So my, my children are rolling their eyes at me because I wanted the big ribbon. It, it, I'm very competitive. Who doesn't want the big ribbon? I know. I mean, come on. I know. You know, yeah. so anyway, yeah. So that's always fun. And I remember yeah. doing that as a kid. The, this, the lady that took my entry, she said, now, have you entered the before and I said not since I was about 14 <laughs> but, but it was fun it was really yeah. fun you know and, and I love seeing all the things you know the little collections that the kids put together and you know their Lego structures and everything that's huge and, and it takes weeks for these kids to do that it's well you know it's funny because we did a I'm doing a boredom buster series of videos well my daughter's doing them and I edit I film them and edit them she, but she's the star of them and that's what was what we were doing was paint pouring teaching oh. people how to paint pour and that's what they put in the fair was their paint pouring you know i saw um, a youtube stuff where they did a thing where they poured the paint through a colander that's what we did well we did it oh. through a sink drainer oh same deal yeah and then we did a um i found a another woman who used the bottom of a coke bottle like the plastic Coke bottles, and if you turn it over, if you cut it off and turn it over, yeah. it's like a flower. Oh, and so when the paint cool. comes down, it looks like a Hawaiian flower type thing. See, I like that so, paint craft. That's what I do with my yes. paper craft stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I went to Ulta after Christmas, and they had a bunch of their silly makeup and stuff that, you know, the trendy stuff for right. teenagers. Mm-hmm. But they had it marked down to 97 cents, and I was looking at it, and, and <laughs> they had cosmetic glitter. Well, I didn't even oh. know there was such a thing as cosmetic glitter. But I'm looking at it, and I'm going, there's four different tubes here, and it's 97 cents. So I picked up three of them for my card making. It's yep. much cheaper than buying regular glitter. Oh, yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. My, we have glitter everywhere. And it was very much finer than I regular I think glitter. I always find glitter on my daughter. Well, the other thing that I do, too, is I take tea bags. Mm-hmm. After, you t- after you drink the tea, mm-hmm. you just peel open that tea bag. Not the silk ones. It has to be the, f- the paper ones. Right. Okay. And they open them up and they've got these wonderful stainy patterns. And then you dry them out and you iron them. And you can use those for like collages and stuff. And it just gives this nice little old fashioned look to stuff. And See, that kind of stuff's cool because it's just a different use for something yeah. that you never think about. And so yeah, I and love I'm, learning about those things. I'm I like, love oh. that. One year when my kids were in school, my I, I homeschooled my kids too, mm-hmm. um, but I only did one or two years each, depe- you know, depending on the kid. Mm-hmm. But they went to a cooperative program, and right. so one year at the cooperative program, I was I think it was in second grade or something, fifth grade maybe. Anyway, I was the art teacher because again, they didn't have an art. They yeah. didn't have an yeah. art teacher, so I did art once a week, you know, for the kids, and it was so much fun. I mean, I I went into you know those big purple. Um, cardboard things that they put the fruit on when they're shipping it with the yeah with the holes like little shallow the, yeah, egg yeah, carton yeah. kinds of things yeah, yeah yeah those are wonderful for art projects because that purple bleeds so when you wet it the purple kind of bleeds onto a piece of paper hmm. and so you've got these kind of big huge spoon shaped things that the kids can cut up and glue on um we did quilts once i, I went and got all the um uh, wallpaper sample books and everything and then gave them shapes templates that they could cut out and then they had to fit it together as a quilt so wow. instead of using fabric they used the wallpaper you yeah. know of their choice I love doing stuff like that yeah, and wow. I just had this entire closet full of all this found stuff it was great yeah amazing yeah I need to have you around more often well hey I'm a resource I'm here for you <laughs> I'm here for you <laughs> 
<laughs> but I like that stuff. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I found it very creative. I remember when my son was in preschool. And I think it was the very first play date. I wasn't raised with a lot of kids, so I didn't, you know, kids were kind of like, eh. And mm -hmm. boys, I mean, I was raised with no boys. I mean, my father was a boy, but my right. father was the yeah. only boy in a family of eight, eight kids. Oh, wow. So I always say my dad was the first feminist I ever knew. Right, yeah. You know, not because he wasn't some big, burly, masculine kind of guy, but because he just kind of had that female way of thinking, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but... I, you know, I, anyway, I, I'm ranting on and on. Anyway, no, I fine. just, but yeah, I, I, I like doing that crap. I really that's, like it. That's great. It's, it's fun. So I just, I'm, I enjoy it. But the thing I liked about paint pouring was you can't screw it up. Yeah. Because everything is beautiful. I always screw things up. I have this great idea in my mind and it never turns. I'm one of those people that um, the failed, nailed it or failed it. And I usually failed it. You know, I try. Yeah. That's what matters is you try. Absolutely. You know, yeah. talking about the paint thing, did you know that there is an, an element out there? I guess I guess element is not the right word. But I also like dealing with, with rocks and stuff. Right. Rock and painting. I ran across a thing a, a year or so ago called Fordite. Like F-O-R-D-I-T-E. And I thought... Fordite and I saw it it was polished it was like these layers of color and I thought oh, what is that I researched it the old Ford plants and car manufacturer plants in uh -huh. Detroit right they would spray paint the cars and that spray paint would just start stacking up oh you know as debris like on the floor or something yeah yeah and it would get like inches thick uh -huh. and so then they just haul it out and dump it and over the years it's become more and more compact and more and mm -hmm. more tempered and they collect that now and they can actually like like polish it like a rock or whatever and it's got these beautiful striations and the people who really pay attention it makes a difference to them whether it came from like the corvette or the um mustang cars no, and all my that husband stuff. that's a corvette that's a mustang yeah. like, i don't know isn't that funny yeah, yeah, that's interesting. but I, it makes me think of what you're talking about with the uh, calendar Paint painting, yes. you know, where it just kind of stacks up, yes. and it makes some beautiful colors. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it does. stick with us. We're going to be talking more arts and crafts and mom stuff. We're going to be coming coming back right after this. You're listening to Valley Talk on Valley 104.9. Hey, it's me, Corey Daniels, with DeadAirRadio.org. Saturday night at 9 on Valley 104.9, it's an hour dedicated to the Grateful Dead. DeadAirRadio.org is going to go back 25 years ago. It was this week, 25 years ago, that the Grateful Dead were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. As for this week's Dead Air, an hour of Grateful Dead music, online at DeadAirRadio.org, and on the air Saturday night at 9 on Valley 104.9. Trade in those Monday blahs for Monday blues, and rock and roll, and folk, and bluegrass, and newgrass, jazzgrass, and Americana in all its forms. All killer, no filler. Join me, Tom B., for a weekly trip across the musical map on Roots and Riffs, every Monday evening from 7 to 9 p.m. here on Valley 104.9. Remember to take the journey on Sunday nights at 10 p.m. to midnight with Musical Star Streams, hosted by Forrest. Each week brings a new two-hour episode of Exotic Electronica. It follows Radio Masterpieces, which airs at 9 p.m. on Valley 104.9, your community station. And thanks for listening to Valley 104.9. Ah! Uh -huh. 
Welcome back to Valley Talk. I'm your host, Heather Stark, and with me is Meredith. We've been having a great conversation about kids, entertaining kids, raising kids. And it's kind of interesting, I think, don't you? Because your kids are young, but they're not yes. babies. No. My kids are old, but they're still kids. They're always kids, right? Yeah. They are. Yeah. They really are. I remember having my first child and looking at this baby and this infant and thinking, oh, boy, am I stuck for the next 18 years. <laughs> you laugh now. Yes. No, no. Stuck 18. the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Lifetime commitment. Uh-huh. Yep. And you never stop worrying about them and you never stop Oh, that's the about part them. I'm afraid of. Yeah. Because I worry enough now. I don't need. Oh. Does, well, and yours haven't started that whole dating thing? No. And the driving thing. My daughter still doesn't forgive me for it. She had an accident when she was 16. Oh, I did too. In my car. Yeah. But she lied to me. Oh. She said she wasn't. I told her I didn't care what the state said about having kids in your car. You were not to have any kids in my car. Period. Oh. The end. Oh, okay. Well, she did have kids in my car. And she said she was going to go study at this girl's house. And she didn't. And she totaled my car. And all I said is... You better go find a job because whatever your ticket costs you, you're going to pay. I'm mm-hmm. not going to pay that. And if there's any change in my rate for my insurance, you're going to pay the difference. So I'd start looking for a job tomorrow. Oh, and by the way, you're never going to drive my car again. <laughs> and I didn't let her for more than 10 years. And both of my kids just, oh, you're so terrible. You're so terrible. And then my daughter came to me uh, a couple years ago and she said, Oh, she was very forgiving of me because my, my daughter, my daughter and I have had the typical mother daughter thing, mm-hmm. love each other desperately, but boy, sometimes, you know, right, yeah. and, uh, she, she came to me and a couple of years ago and she said, mom, I'm so proud of you. And I went, oh, okay. What for? And she said, you have just grown and matured so much in the last couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> so of course All you just right. look at her and you go. Thank you, honey, All for right. noticing. Yeah, thank See you. you. See you yeah. later. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> well, go, I think go one have of a us big has, laugh for your husband. Yeah, exactly. One of, one of us has grown to mature it. Yeah. But then her, her other thing is she came to me and she said, well, you know, when I had that accident and that ticket, you know, I I had to work for a year. She worked as a sales clerk at REI after schools and she had to work it for a year to pay off that ticket. And I said, yeah, that was a pretty hefty ticket because you didn't follow the rules. Right. You know, and she said, but I'm it's okay. I understand that you didn't realize this, but if I had gone to court, they would have reduced that. And but it's okay. I understand you didn't know that. And I said, of course, I knew that. I used to work for the courts before you were born. Of course, your job to figure that out. Not mine. You know, and then she went, what? And I said, you broke the law. You deserved the ticket. Yeah. You didn't deserve to have it reduced. Oh, my gosh. She will go to her grave. <laughs> Not forgiving me for that one. <laughs> and I still think I'm right. You pay well, the full amount. I think amount. you're right. You know, you pay the full amount. You know, the other thing is, is I, I, I subscribe to what they call lazy parenting. Um Whereas you let them figure it out that they could have reduced it. Instead of you telling them, hey, by the way. You know, let them figure out those mm-hmm. resources and figure out. Yeah. Well, hey, even if she had know. figured it out, I wouldn't have gone with well, her. Well, yeah, but because you know. she didn't deserve to have it, wasn't mitigating circumstances, right? And it's you know, you know, and and so I just told her, I said, well, I guess we're going to have to agree to disagree on that one. And when you have a daughter that totals your only family car, mm-hmm. then you can show me how you're supposed then, to do then it. Come the talk right to way. me. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Kids yeah. are wonderful. I don't, aren't they? you know, I keep telling my 
self that my daughter's not going to drive till she's like 18. <laughs> she, well, she's, she has ADD, so mm-hmm. it's just hard to watch her do some of the things she does. I, and I'm just like, oh, God. But when good. you look at brain development, mm-hmm. you know, I, no 16-year-old is ready to drive a car. Well, you know, it's funny because I, when she was diagnosed with dyslexia and ADD, and we took her in for dyslexia and didn't even think about the ADD. And that was kind of a surprise to us. And, and then I realized it came from me. And that's where she got it all. And I went, oh, well, that's why I did that. Oh, well, that's why I did that. Oh, yeah, I shouldn't have gone to college at 18. No, I wasn't ready for that. Uh-huh. I wasn't. No, no one should give me credit cards. Mm-mm. <laughs> nope. You know, because kids with ADD mature a lot slower yeah. than kids without it. And now I understand. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. 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 It's interesting. This whole parenthood thing is interesting. That's why mm-hmm. it's great to have help anywhere you can get it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's one of my goals uh, with Macaroni Kid is there's actually a lot of people who don't have that help. I've realized um, around. I don't know if it's just a Washington thing. Um, I, I suspect that it's more so here because it's such a new area. Well, there's a lot of people moving in, especially mm-hmm. around this area. Um, and then I don't know if you've ever heard of the Seattle freeze. Yes. I've heard yes, of it. And then there's that issue. I've never which, experienced it though. And you I haven't. Think, no. Well, I've lived here for 40 years. Well, yeah, um, I know I've probably done it, <laughs> but, um, cause I was born and raised around here mm-hmm. too. And it's just a, and plus I'm a huge introvert, so it's hard for me to mm-hmm. include anyone into yeah. my circle. Um, but they have to kind of force their way in. And that's what my friend did. Um, I met her at when my daughter was three months old. We took I took her to a baby class at the hospital in Monroe, mm-hmm. and I met this girl. And she she had a baby the same age, and she just kind of pushed her way in. And we've been friends ever since. And that's kind of the start of our village. Mm-hmm. Apparently, you know, there's about three other families now. But yeah, you know, I I see so many of my friends who are really providing daycare for their grandchildren mm-hmm. I mean big time da- excuse me daycare and I just don't I I think I'm too old to do that what's funny because my so my brother has not had kids yet and I think he's starting to think about it now he's my older brother but he's starting to actually think about it now well, I'll tell with you, his wife think they can keep having they think they, they well, think they're all is, George Clooney that his, they can wait until they're 55 yeah his wife is younger than me so mm-hmm. it works but um he said to my mom, "Will you all just come down and babysit every day?" And she said, "Uh, no." <laughs> Cuz first of all, she lives in Monroe and he's in Seattle. Oh She's my god. She's like, gosh. "So you want me to come to Seattle every day and babysit your child?" Yeah, I just figured you'd do that. Are you kidding? No. Me? no. Oh my gosh. So, it yeah, was, just, see, it was kind of a the, funny conversation. Yeah, I see a lot of my friends who are exhausted. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a reason I think that 70-year-old women can't have babies. Right. I mean, I, you're, you're exa- I was exhausted when I was doing it when my kids were little. Yeah. I can't imagine doing it 30 years later. I know. Um, and yet, that is kind of, I think, the expectation for a lot of folks. And, of course, the my generation, they love their grandkids. Mm-hmm. But it's like they don't, they already did that. They already raised a kid, you know, a right. kid or two or three. Yeah. You know, it, I, I, to me, it just doesn't seem very fair. So I notice a lot of that where that generation, whereas with my generation, 
We didn't have parents watching our kids. Well, that's just going to ask because you know, a lot of parts in the world, you know, generations live together. So I think yeah. that happens a lot more. Yeah. Um, Which must be wonderful. I mean, yeah. I remember being sick as a dog mm-hmm. and not having a single person who could help me. Not a single person. And I think that that happens around here, too, because people are leaving their families and moving here, and they have no one. And um, they're not only they're lonely, but they just, you know, and it's good for the kids, too, because then they get to see different personalities and different people. And maybe they're more comfortable talking to this person about this thing than they are talking to their parents about it. Somebody told me, I don't know if it's true. I never had grandparents, so Mm -hmm. I I don't know. You know, I never had a relationship with a grandparent. They were all dead before I was born, Mm -hmm. except for one that lived 5,000 miles away. So, you know, I never saw her. Um, But what I was told is that grandparents and grandchildren tend to be on the same wavelength more so than parents and their own children. And I don't know whether that's because of the dynamic of parents have to be enforcers. And right. Blah, blah, you blah. can step back a little bit. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, oh, I know my daughter is exactly like me, so it's going to be a lot of fun as she gets older. But maybe, <laughs> you know, my mom is nothing like me and maybe that would be. Yeah. You know, she yeah. has a different perspective. Well, and I think it's just the nature of parents and kids. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, when I was working on my master's, I had to write, a, it was in psychology, and the psychologists are all nuts. Yeah, okay, you could Valley 101, 104.9, it's the email you can call and complain because I just said that. But <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm getting my advanced degree in is in psychology, and I got to okay. assure you that they're mostly all nuts. And one of the things that you have to do when you're being trained as a psychologist in college is to write your, you know, your personal story and all okay. that kind of stuff. And you have to present it. And I presented it. And the professor that I had, and, and I've, you know, I've had a a not t- terrifically typical life, okay? Mm-hmm. And my professor talked with me afterwards and she said do your children know some of this stuff and I said yeah they know some of it and she said that one of her biggest regrets was that her mother passed away before she got a chance to know her mother as a person and I said you know I don't think you can know your parent as a person because they're always filtered there's always that mom or Mm -hmm. dad filter I, I don't think that you actually can Maybe with the grandparent, you have more. My son was telling me, he does a lot of kind of anthropological research. And he was saying that there was one culture, I don't know whether it did exist or currently exists, but it was before, they didn't have a written history. And so the grandparent would pass the oral history over their own children and to a grandparent. Okay. Is that you're rolling? I've you, heard, heard of that, that before. One. It's yeah. the grandparents that taught the children or the, the elders history. that taught the children the history. Yes. Because, you know, when my daughter's diagnosed with dyslexia, I did a lot of research and they talked about how the world was oral history for yeah. the longest time. And then suddenly we went to books. So yes. it just, there's a population who are dyslexic that, that just totally screwed up. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. So because our brain isn't used you know the, yep. the writing and the reading is a totally new thing they're used yeah. our brains are used to memorizing things yeah and hearing it and memorizing it they're not as is used it easier to, to memorize if you're dyslexic well or- she herself has a really good memory what happened there i don't know the lights just flickered i know um, if we're gonna lose power here oh <laughs> um she has Quick, a really good memory no. i think it's just it depends on what you enjoy just in general mm. and i think I know learn more from listening rather than reading. 
Yeah, I do too. Watching and yeah, that sort of thing. And it depends on you know, different people have different yeah. learning styles. My husband could always, I mean, he could take apart car engines and rebuild them based on reading a book. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I can't right. do it. If I see somebody do it, if somebody shows me, then I can do it. Yeah, That's just my learning way. style. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I didn't, you know. I'm not dyslexic, although my children tell me I have ADHD, but I don't think they're qualified to make an accurate diagnosis. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> There's different levels of all yeah. of it, too. <laughs> they just don't understand why, you know, I want to be going here, going there, and everything, yeah. and, you know. Yeah. Um, they think I should be content to just stay home and bake cookies or something, I guess, but I don't know. That, that ain't going to happen. No. <laughs> so, okay, tell me what's in the future. What's in the future? For macaroni kids. Macaroni kids. Uh, well, this year I'm hoping, I talk a lot about village, I'm hoping to do a mom event to bring those mothers together to find their village. So that's one thing I want to Include do. Include grandmas. And grandmas or whoever. Yeah. Whoever wants to come can come. Yeah. Um, I just have to get it together, but I would like to do that this year. I'm trying to do more events and get out in the community more mm-hmm. this year. Um, like I did, I did the Easter egg hunt in Carnation last year. So what do you mean you did it? You I organized put it, it? put it all together and organized it. And oh, how cool is I that? I stuffed all the eggs myself. I'm like, okay, this year I'm <gasps> going to find kidding? people to help me. Like my girl, daughter's Girl Scout troop. I'm going to ask them to oh, stuff Oh, absolutely. The eggs. I thought, oh, no big deal. I can do this. Well, ask at the senior center. Yeah. Ask at the senior and center. And I had a few people that offered to help. And I was like, oh, no, I got this. It's fine. And I, <laughs> I totally underestimated myself. <laughs> but yeah. I got it done. It just was like, oh, that was horrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm hoping to, I, I'm going to do that again this year and hoping to make it, I don't want to make it too big because it's fun to have that community, small little community Easter yeah. egg hunt where you're not fighting other people and fighting yes. parking and fighting. Yes. So. You know, I, I think the older I get, the more I think big is, is evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really is. I, yeah. I think, you know, I remember my daughter went to a small school for uh, a number of years. And then when she was in 10th grade, she decided she wanted to go to public school. So I took mm-hmm. her to the local public school. Mm-hmm. And I went in and basically interviewed them. And they looked at me like I had two heads. And then I said, well, you know, if she were here, what would she do for this? And how would she do that? Mm-hmm. And who would she, you know? And they just kept looking at me like, oh, my God, what's the matter with you, woman? And then I said, and who would her counselor be? Who would be her? Well, they looked up the name and I said, and is he available? Could I speak with him? And again, it's like, oh my God, this woman is so weird. Yeah. And so I went, went in and we, I shook hands with the counselor and I said, now how many students do you counsel? And he said, 250. And I went, oh, how do you keep track of them all? He said, I don't have to keep track of them unless they're in trouble. And I went, right. Oh, oh, geez. Oh, so um, if you just get up and walk around, it'll take care of that. All right. Okay. The lights went out, but it has yeah. nothing to do with the power. It's sensor. it's the sensor. Oh, yes. Oh, there we go. Oh, now we got it oh, on. There, there we got we it go. on. Yay. Okay. Actually, maybe it's just we what, what do they them call out. it when when you're in a bar? Last call when they yeah. The light. Yeah. Time to go. <laughs> it's been a while since I've done that, but anyway. But um, anyway, yeah. Well, listen, I've had a great time. Yeah, me too. Thank you for inviting me. Reminiscing and you know those are fun times. I mean. There are also times that can make you crazy, but they're fun times when your yeah. kids are little and you're going through all of that. And I think your idea of the village is absolutely right, you know, mm-hmm. because different opinions. And, you know, one of the things that I see now as an older person is mm-hmm. I look at my kids and I think I wish I hadn't sweated some of the stuff that I sweated with them. Yeah. You know? 
Um, I, I mean, like with my, my son, I, I wanted to play an instrument. I wanted music. And in my family, we didn't have the money for that. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't, that wasn't a possibility. So with my kid, oh my gosh, I pushed him. I pushed him to do the music and the music. He hated it. Right. He hated it. So here I am. And all of a sudden I realized I'm parenting. I think we all do this. I'm parenting my children the way I wish I had been parented. Whether my kid wants it I that think way everyone or not. does that, yeah. Yeah. And we don't we don't stop to think about, wait a minute, does this child does it want work it for that them? way? Yeah. yeah. And I think that might be the intergenerational gift that we can pass to each other. Because I didn't see that when I was raising them. I you know, it was after I finished raising them and started realizing and I went, Oh gosh, what did I do here? Well, the same thing that ninety nine percent of the rest of the world did, but still yeah, you have to not beat yourself down about those things because everyone does them. Yep, absolutely. And that's, that's the other thing is is just learning that you're not alone Yeah, in this stuff. And yeah. everyone's yeah. doing it. No, no one's perfect. Everyone's doing it wrong. And we'll all get through it eventually and somehow. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And, and you know, there, there used to be a book called... We the keep book. them alive somehow, you yeah, know? Yeah, there used to be a book called The Good Enough Parent. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think there's something to be said about being good enough. Right. You know, yeah. I see a lot of parents who want to be perfect and they want their children to be perfect. And there's a lot to be learned from not being perfect, I think. I am definitely not perfect. Yeah. But there's <laughs> a lot to be learned from your website. Yes. And I'm going to look at it. I don't have any little kids to take, but I'm going to look and see what kinds of things you do and yeah. and what kinds of things you offer. And give the website again. Uh, cherryvalley.macaronikid.com. Okay. Yeah. And you come back and talk to us, okay? I'd love to. Okay. And you come back and listen next week. We're also on Tuesday evenings now with Valley Talk. And I'm Heather Stark. Join me next week on Valley 104.9 FM.